Welcome to We're Out There, a podcast about the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life on this planet and yours. With Chad C. Meek, Neil Tredre, Kyle Lee, and me, Eric Newman. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of We're Out There, a podcast about the uncanny, unconventional, and irreverent facets of life, both on this planet and on yours. With us is the wonderful Chad C. Meek. Hi, Chad. Nice to see you Hi. again. Hi, Eric. Happy Sunday. Thank you. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I'm really good. That's yeah. good. How's the yeah. How's the weather out there in uh, in Mexico? This it's 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 well it's kind of kind of weird because you know it keeps saying it's 80 degrees but it feels more like 60. Is that the humidity? So or the lack no, of it? I think it, it's conspiracy. It's something because I was at the beach today, and yeah, I mean it was it was it was kind of cloudy, overcast, but it didn't seem like eighty, so it seemed more like about sixty-nine. Mm, nice. it's, it's just weird, 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 weird. Yeah, <laughs> That's yes. right. And but, butting in over there is ter- uh, terrestrial broadcaster coming from his nice ranch in the woods of Montana, Neil Tredre. Hi, Neil. Hello. How are you? Good. How's the big sky state today? Uh, it's good. It's it's hotter than a cat's meow. Is it? And uh, yeah, we've got a lot of uh, fire, wildfire smoke. Oh, in the you air. know, your wildfire smoke is actually polluting my air here in the very totally clean, beautiful air quality city of New York. Um, I don't like that. Well, yeah, and you know, the hope is that by uh, polluting the You're east coast. Us out. You know, someone will actually step up and do something. It's fine but, when it's only affecting flyover country for the but, past six years. That's right. But you have to... Well, actually, first, before I butt in, <laughs> Kyle has been very polite. My compatriot oh. of podcasting, Kyle Lee. Hi, Kyle. It's very, very good. You're just listening to the conversation. Well, I, I was checking my emails, so... Oh, okay. You can go back to that. That's fine. Um, There's not, an, not enough basketballs on this court. Uh, there you go. Um... What is it? No, but Neil, what's going to happen is if enough if if enough smoke comes over here, which it does, uh, then more people are just going to move inland. Move, more people are just going to move away. They're not going to fix the problem. They're just going to say, "Well, I can't live here anymore. They'll just move into Brooklyn, Pittsburgh." Actually, Pittsburgh oh. is bad air quality. No uh, one's no yeah. one's moving to Pittsburgh. I'll move to Pittsburgh. It's mm. a great place. It's a look. They, versus they were the versus only... where you are now. Uh, no, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> I broke up with uh, Kyle. You know this. I I broke up with my girlfriend and smoke bombed my life in Pittsburgh just to c- c- finish the journey to New York. It's more of the fact of like when the ice caps melt, when the uh, masses come with pitchforks and you know the like the the next purge. I'll go to Pittsburgh. I don't. So, I don't think anyone's getting pitchforks in the next purge, dude. No. <laughs> they're, they're well, that's be, why uh, I think Jeff Bezos is so eager to get into outer space. Now we're gonna have flamethrowers. We're gonna have uh, sonic weapons. That the next purge is going to be. Uh, <laughs> the next purge is gonna be very well stocked. It'll be coming from Amazon, so Jeff Bezos will get it one way or another. Um, I just love. Anyway, uh, I need. I still haven't seen that special. I need to oh, do that. Oh, it's so good. I'm. I'm sure it is because I mean, it's very creative stuff. Even though it's kind of repetitive. Uh, has anything really happened with Bezos last last time we talked about Bezos and Branson in space? Uh, both Bezos's Bezies, 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 
Can you push the yawn button? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chad. Are you jealous? You want to go into space? I, I, I wish I had a yawn button. I got, no. <laughs> could I get one of those on Amazon? Exactly. Uh, you, you can buy that for two ninety nine. <laughs> well, no. Uh, Ron Papel, he died. Ron, you know that. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, he actually died. I thought he died like a year ago. No, oh, he, did he? Oh, oh no, he, just he, died, died. he died last week. He, um, oh, yeah. man. But, you know, if you die within the next 90 minutes, he'll send you a free casket. Well, no, it's, it's the Showtime it. rotisserie casket. <laughs> right. along, <laughs> you decompose evenly. You and a pocket fisherman. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the, uh, you'll, you'll have everything. And I've got my cousin yeah. Kyle here to tell you what you can get if you order within the next 30 seconds. But first, <laughs> let's talk about... I don't know. I'm not really seeing any new new news about no, I think, uh, about I th- Bezos and Branson. I think we've, and... we've had a... Uh... An uncharacteristically mild week, um, you know, aside from you know, whatever sure. ridic- ridiculous ridiculousness that happens and, and small body counts. We've had that pretty typically, but uh, it's it's been a lot of Olympics talk and a lot of, um, you know, we're kind of back to bickering Olympics in Congress. Right. It's not even that crazy of a week. No, I think I think a lot of it is the, the Olympics are a nice, yeah, a nice distraction. They're, they're, they're taking up all the news time. And, and COVID. And yeah, oh, that's right. true. The, the Delta variant. Delta. Yeah. The Delta variant. I don't, have yeah. a, I don't have a sound effect for that. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? The- uh, no. No, 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 no. Well, you know, no, they're, they're no, actually no, no. They're, they're no, no, measuring no, the Delta variant in a different... Uh, they're using a different <clears throat> system of measurement now. Now they're measuring your oh, uh, antibodies in Sky Miles. Hey! Hey! Hi, but seriously, folks, uh, Jeff Bezos offered NASA $2 billion if the U.S. space agency reverses course and chooses his company, Blue Origin, to make a spacecraft designed to land astronauts back on the moon. In an open letter to the NASA administrator, Bill Nelson, a former astronaut and Democratic senator from Florida, Bezos, who is neither of those things, last week completed a suborbital trip to space, criticized the space agency's decision to award the moon contract to rival company Planet Express. Owned by Hubert Farnsworth and his uncle Phil. Fry. Excuse me. It's a typo. Um, see, that wasn't funny, but you laughed at Kyle's <laughs> Sky Miles Well, you, you stepped on your own uh, on your own punchline there. That's yeah, little, you, you, uh, you yeah. mashed up Futurama we, we and the Fresh Prince. We, we can fix it in Fine. post. It went over my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, there, yeah, it, there just, was Eric, it was not a good joke. I'm sorry. The, the consensus <laughs> well, uh, is that's a, little, that's a little harsh. Terribly yeah. executed. I don't even have my because I I have a new soundboard now. I don't even have my prices right. Failed the. Oh, just make mouth sounds. That that'll. Yeah. Uh... So, uh, Bezos urged NASA, I'm sorry, I have to say Bezos. Okay, he urged NASA to reconsider the origin would have, (laughs) I have like eight buttons instead of a raise of, anyway, it's a new new jingle, would waive payments in the government's current fiscal year and the next after that up to $2 billion. Let's read that again. Bezos urged NASA, so NASA awarded the private space contract to rival company SpaceX. Uh, which at least isn't Virgin. I think that would have pissed Bezos off more. But uh, Bezos urged NASA to reconsider and said that Blue Origin would waive payments in the government's current fiscal year. So it's a giant tax rebate. It looks like up to $2 billion and pay for an orbital mission to vet its technology. Well, Virgin's not 
Virgin's not competing for the government contract jobs at what all. Is it they're, doing? They're, is Virgin private? is focusing straight on space tourism. They're, uh, that's that's they're using that launch vehicle that really just takes people. Although it could it right. could potentially take payload satellites. You're right. In the that's future, the biggest but, difference, though. But it, their thing is, um, they're, they're funding it at least. I guess you could look at it as their technology is kind of far behind because they're focusing on a, a tremendously different aspect than what SpaceX and Blue Origin are doing. They want to be government contractors for putting satellites in the air, for getting to another planet. Virgin is more of a, a prestige, luxury, vanity thing. Sure. For I, I, fellow I can't future... comment on Vizo or his companies because I have two books with him, and you know what that will happen and, to yeah, me. As soon as you talk, he, stuff, he gets, like, a, he gets you... an alert on his phone that Chad exactly. said something bad Chad about him. Chad see me said something? <laughs> Cut him off. Cut him off. Check this out. The teen, the, the 18-year-old kid who, uh, remember how we said someone paid like $20 million and then they couldn't go, so they gave it to this 18-year-old yeah, kid? It, it, it was me. It was me. Oh. Yeah, you didn't want to well, sit he, next to What if it, Bezos had bad breath? You don't know. He, well, he had, the uh, guy the guy actually had a dental appointment that day, and it would have cost him a hundred dollar uh, cancellation fee uh, if he if he bailed on the dental appointment. So <laughs> right within twenty four hours, that's yeah. how they get you. Yeah, so check this really... out: the eighteen uh, year old Linux demon Damon Damon says he's never actually ordered anything on Amazon and never has been to the website before. What? Well, he's, Damon, he's, who's his become... parents are tr- uh, hedge fund. Uh, people he he's oh. never want, he just asks and for whatever he wants that's, that's someone right. else orders it on amazon uh, for him. Okay. he's going yeah, to be a future, he has people for future that. anti-capitalist he, pro-communist yes. person but uh damon who became the youngest person ever to reach space with this trip even told bezos that he never used the website according to reuters quote i tell jeff like i never actually bought something from amazon uh damon told reuters in an interview last week after the teen returned to the Netherlands, oh, so it doesn't sound like that, following his historic space flight. And he was like, oh, wow, it's a long time ago I heard someone say, it was a long time ago I heard someone say that. Okay. Yeah, he was just, uh, he was just flexing on... Yeah. Uh, I'm, sure, flex- I'm sure Jeff Bezos was going on Amazon ignorance. either. So I'm just- yeah, I, I, I used to tell my uncle uh, all the time uh, that I didn't believe in spaceships too. Did so, you? I did. I, t- I told him that. When I was a little kid, I used to tease was this my after friend. you got abducted? You said you don't yeah, believe in space. Yeah, well, no, no, it was it was before actually. Uh, but but I but I literally but I literally tell him that I would I would tell him to irritate him, and so I think that is what this kid has done. This guy's probably been on Amazon. Who has been on Amazon? It's I mean, he's a un- he's a teenager from the Netherlands uh, as the son of hedge fund parents. There's a chance. Yeah, right, right. Where he could buy anything, and he wouldn't be buying anything from Amazon. Yeah, he just asked ah. the help to get it for him. You know. Uh, okay. Yeah, then, right. then he was just he was just trying to uh, he was just dick swinging against Bezos. He said, "Oh yeah, I've, I don't even know what your thing is. I've never even heard of it." What I can't believe this is a new, <laughs> some little mail order company. Huh. I can't believe this is a news article. This is like a native ad. It remains unclear if Damien will start shopping on Amazon now that he's shared a space capsule with the company's billionaire founder. Who cares? <laughs> Quote: well, Jeff Bezos the, turned out to be super on. social and nice in real life too. <laughs> Well, why'd you yes. click on that one? It's clickbait. That's what it is. You may think that this is a side project for him because he's mainly involved with Amazon, you know, but that isn't true. Okay. Anyway. Hmm. Uh, yeah. You can tell we've got a lot of interesting stuff to talk about tonight because tonight we really, you know, don't really have too much to talk about specifically. 
I don't know. I heard feedback about our last episode that people really enjoyed it because it was kind of free flowing and that's good off the cuff. Yeah. Where'd you hear that feedback? Was it in your? No. It was a, a consensus of many people. In your in your kitchen, living room. No, I mean my. That's good. My one friend listened to it and said that's it was good. good. Well, that also <laughs> no. I I I think we did it. At least the first half of it was very was very tight. The second half was a different. It different sounded different, but I think it was still good, and it had a lot of. Of this, this is our seventh show. The six shows that we've done, it had a lot of uh, audio enhancements, which I didn't want to go overboard. I just, I hope it was, I hope it was entertaining. But we're only being so meta because we don't really have anything else to talk about. What do we have? What do you want to? What did you want to talk about? Oh, actually, so I uh, here's here's something. I had remember how I told you I went to Florida a couple of weeks ago and I ended up driving this really fancy Mercedes uh, because I was too late to pick up my Ford Focus rental car. <clears throat> I, I remember seeing the car. It was a very attractive vehicle. You said that the engine sounded off, which I think it did. Um, yeah. So I had the opposite driving experience today because I got to drive a moving truck around Brooklyn on a Sunday. And boy, Ooh. talk about luxury. <laughs> oh, man. Between the potholes and the triple parking and the I had to parallel park a moving truck. That is. <clears throat> in, and you know how they say like. All cars made after 2018 have to have backup cameras. This really could have used one, and it just <laughs> had nothing. Had nothing. So I might have bumped into a couple things. I bet uh, it had but, nice power steering, though. Those big trucks have really nice power steering. No, not really. The steering oh. was kind of gummy, and the alignment was off. But, you know, it's a truck. It's a moving truck. Uh, one of my friends is moving, and uh, he's from Brooklyn to Brooklyn. And uh talking with him and his dad, who's Chad. He's around your age, talking about politics. Um, and he was talking, he said that he is, he's an, anar- an anarcho-syndicalist? Syn- oh, hey, there oh, we go. Yeah. What, can you explain what that is, please? You asking me or Kyle? Anyone. Uh, go ahead, Neil. <laughs> so, yeah, somebody else. What, what, what do either is. of those halves of words mean? Right, so my understanding is that anarcho-syndicalism uh, comes from the idea that, um... Basically, the ideal form of communism, as espoused by Marx, is essentially a state of communism. The state will wither or of anarchy. Excuse me. The state withers so and no dies. State. Um, right. There's no state. There's anarchy. Um, and then the syndicalism is the Which belief is, that, that this mean? will specifically come from the working class, from the industrialized working class. Um, as you get union shop consciousness. You then get a working class consciousness, and it can only come from below and specifically only come from the industrialized working class. Uh, The peasants don't figure into it, which is a very classical Marxist view, and the upper classes certainly don't come into this. um, So, what what happens to them? The upper upper uh, uh, ruling classes? Yeah. They're thrown out. They're, They're thrown out? Well, no, they move up, they move, they, they, they adapt or they, they bail, uh, you know. They bail you, is it into where their secret you're island. You're not excluded. You don't have to leave, but you have to, you know, you have to toe the line if you want to stick around. So what I what I had a hard time understanding was what syndicalism is because I had never heard that before. But also his definition of anarchy. He said that he's against illegitimate forms of government or illegitimate uh, hierarchies. And I said, so the federal government is technically a legitimate hierarchy. Would you be a fan of that? And he said, well, no, it's the government. I said, but, I, like, 
Is there a, a different definition of anarchy that doesn't mean there's no state? Yes. The, anarchy means there's no state, but that doesn't mean there's no rules. It doesn't mean there's no social norms. Right. It's not an absence well, right, but of, that's of not, rules. But that's not legitimate. Like he said that he's against illegitimate power. I, I'm, I'm confused about what industrial working classes well, are. Any power that doesn't serve any power that doesn't serve the working class is an illegitimate power. Any power that's put in place by corrupt campaign finances, that's put in place by uh, yeah, bought and paid for, or that's run by bought and paid for politicians, is not a legitimate government. A legitimate government is one truly for the people. So it's, you can have anarchy, but. I'm sorry, you can't have a government in anarchy as long as it's very limited and it doesn't really do much and it's legitimate. There's no crony capitalism in backroom dealings or how does that work? I've always thought that those were kind of mutually exclusive to each other. Well, it depends on there are there are various flavors of anarchy as well. But the 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 anarchy that the anarcho syndicalist is probably referring to is an anarchy of of no solid uh, rigid government. Everything is based on a community consensus or based on a, a a social norm, a social rule. That's why that's why these are utopian ideals. They're right. so hard to implement, but or even articulate. <coughs> or even articulate. Yeah, well, especially <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. Right. Uh, um, and so and so, Chad. I know that you have you have your whole um, new libertarian party and your whole. 21st century view on how you think the how do you think the government should work or how you think modern western society should function what's your take on this well it actually sounds a little bit and, and again i would you know and thank you kyle god i mean that was a fairly good but i'm still just as confused as when we started <laughs> me too but it's okay having said that having said that really i i don't you know this whole uh, our current form of government it, it literally is game from top to bottom and I don't care sure. whether it's the executive branch it's the Supreme Court it, it doesn't matter everything is so gamed up that literally it is it, literally it, it's not functioning e anymore so sure. really if if we are a government by the people for the people then really we need to, what we need to do and we actually have the technology to do it is to get it into the people's hands. But what's and we're to stop not, the corruption? Yeah. I mean, well, that, you, you know, there was you, the whole Mr. Smith goes to Washington thing. Like there will always be places for corruption. Let's say, right. let's say so you come up with stop? some sort so of a no, no, some sort go. of a distributed model that allows people to vote on issues from their phone. Okay. Well, yeah, whoever's going to aggregate those votes, uh, there's a, a an opportunity and a possibility for that to be corrupted. Right. Whoever's going to present them to the people, there's an opportunity and possibility for that to be corrupted. So how so, do you how do you prevent it from turning it into an even worse corrupt and even more corrupt and less transparent system than what we have now? You you work at it. You you don't yeah, you, you don't you don't what expect that, everything to flip a switch and everything works the next day. Right. And, and you don't you don't hold things to unrealistic standards. You, you it is a, it is it is a process, but you know yeah. blockchain, which is literally has probably the greatest and the most utility and the greatest promise to literally wipe out everybody from the. Uh, court recorder to the to Department of Motor Vehicles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If we were in fact in a system like that, where you couldn't basically screw with that, you know, written contract, sure, yeah. which which is what we have right now, there there is no as far as contractual agreement, there isn't any. Hey, I mean, it's you're literally talking about voting. Even uh, even voting, right. even, you know, voting, voting. 
Yeah, well, because sure. I, I, there, there's there's places a lot of places are gear are, are moving towards more electronic voting, of course, but a lot of places are also removing any sort of paper or hard copy tabulation, which I think is until we have until we get to blockchain level voting, I think that's a really horrible idea. Because this stuff could be fudged so easily, and I'm not talking well, about it, the, the three once, o'clock in the morning dumps that they were, you know, from Atlanta. They mentioned back in November. Well, but I'm once just saying, again, like, those those mentions were they were legitimate things that happened. Things get delivered, things get moved around, but you take that and you you blow it up and you promote it and you change the public perception to where the actual factual thing that happened that was really nothing that anyone cares about, nothing that was out of the ordinary. And I'm I'm actually referring a lot to this this most recent uh, cyber ninjas audit in uh, Nevada or Arizona, whatever. Arizona, Arizona. Sorry that that particular uh, audit has been fraught with all sorts of these. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing this uh, headlines that have fizzled out into well, that's just how it's done, and you're. You're taking it out of context and presenting it as some sort of an well, issue. Well, we all we all know they changed the votes through the router. Who are well, cyber but, but, yeah, ninjas? But that's that's the thing. We know that they these. Yeah, of course, there's fraud in elections. But chances are, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Chances no, they are, didn't, they didn't do that. The fraud that we have in elections isn't enough to massively sway. I thought you said something completely opposite that for the last, like, five years, four well, years. What did I say? That How did, did you it, interpret what I've said? That's something about <laughs> Russian hacking. What is... And, 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 and see, what are that's cyber the, ninjas? That's the, Eric, you, you, are, you are demonstrating exactly what happens. Is someone, someone says, yeah, well, I think that there was some Russian interference in this or that, and then... You could take it out of context 15, 20 conversations later and say, well, he said it was Russian hacking. That's how that's how they 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 expect you and they they desire for the public to misinterpret facts and reality as being something worse and more nefarious than it is. That's the corruption in and of itself. So if we even well, had my, my blockchain, point- if we even had transparent, verifiable elections and tabulations, you would always have someone that can speak up in the background, uh, twist some facts to make it seem nefarious, and then you're reducing confidence in the system across the board. That's what we're seeing now, but it's it's kind of turbocharged because all these people have a platform and they have uh, uh, they have a place and, and an audience to take everything that they say and syndicate it to their own groups and their own masses it's a it's a really weird thing that we've got going on right now well the the, the narrative gets so distorted the narrative that exactly d- it doesn't know and very few people really know or what they do what happens is it gets so distorted they don't even know they, they don't even remember what yeah, the original exactly. issue is and yeah. if you're not plugged in if you're not someone that spends seven hours a day refreshing every news source you've got and reading every little tidbit and reading the comment sections. And, you know, if, if someone doesn't take this as a, it doesn't take news reading as a hobby, like I do, you have a conversation with someone and they believe something completely false and completely, you could, you could tear it apart with just a couple minutes of analysis, but they don't have time for that. They're just, they're just digesting what they see from their Facebook feed. They're uh, listening to what they hear on the radio. Maybe they click around an article that they see linked in Instagram well, get, and they check I it out. That. That's how people are informing themselves. I get, I get that, Kyle, but my, my point was that 
you said that the you know that you can met you can mess with some of the numbers, but that's not going to be enough to turn an election. But I know for a fact that we had that very argument about Russian interference in the 2016 election numerous times. Where that's what I said. I said that there was there's not a way that you could engineer the specific outcome. And you said something about the hundred thousand dollars that some trolls spent on Facebook and Reddit. No. No, if, if you if you remember the conversation, we talked about how public opinion was manipulated. I had no. It's never been the elections that the Russians are are hacking. They are it's, it's certain groups operating within Russia. Some of them, probably with government approval, are are screwing around with uh, our public and screwing around. And it's not just our country. It's all sure. and and it's well, not just it's not like Russia do doing that. it. Every country has coordinated right. campaigns to change the minds of rival nations, especially it's just, it's, us. And and these in 2016, there just happened to be a very effective group out of Russia that made a they they made a lot of impressions. They got a lot of eyeballs. I'm not saying they changed the election or changed the results of the election, but they definitely swayed a lot of people into believing things that may not be very true. And that's all you need to do to to get those those. If you, you, all you got to do is lie to a few loud people who have other people listening to them, and then they parrot whatever bullshit to their followers, and then it gets parroted to your mom and my aunt and and your, everyone's grandma and all, all the people that are not plugged in and connected and reading the news 24 hours a day, they hear what they hear from friends and family, that makes their opinions, that makes their decisions, and that's how they vote. And and that's that's all it takes, and that's all it took, I believe, in the last election, um, along with a tremendous sense of, uh, of, of, of just an unpleasant taste in your mouth from how the federal government has been treating us for the last hundred years. Okay. Yeah. That's that's yeah. fair. Who are the Cyber Ninjas? The Cyber Ninjas are a group out of Florida that was hired by the Arizona uh, Arizona Elections Committee to audit the veracity and the accuracy of who, um, who, who never who never uh, audited anything. Yeah, they, they were not. They were, they were essentially a, a a Florida LLC that. Um, some, so it was some some sweetheart deal right. that uh, they gave a government contract to some grifter that is now uh, making a mockery, essentially, of the election process and picking through every weird thing that happens in an election behind the scenes and making it seem like a big deal. So when they we say all, we all know that all of these systems involve just weird cobbled together things and stuff that everyone kind of understands. And, Oh, this is how we do it. Things get delivered. We don't record it until the next day, but everything is trackable and verifiable, but they take any of those. It kind of just weird things that always happen and they make it seem like, Oh, they're doing this to obscure the results or they're doing this to hide something. Um, This is a data dump when it wasn't in fact a data dump, or it wasn't in fact a, a a lost flash drive. It was just the way things (laughs) work now are you and, talking uh, when you say election you mean the the 2020 election in november yeah, they're still they're auditing still, the, this the, now the cyber ninjas is currently auditing um the arizona's 2020 election specifically for uh the accuracy of the presidential portion of that election what are, what's the point of doing that now because biden's are, in office what is arizona no is not gonna... the, po- <laughs> the point is is it's a continuing grift and it's a fundraising well, opportunity I, I, I get that. and the, the only people that aside from the people all over the country that are donating money and the 
dark money coming in from foreign sources. Mm. The only people that are really on the hook in Arizona are the taxpayers. No biggie. Right. Groups connected to, or sorry, groups connected to prominent supporters of former President <sighs> Donald Trump's movement to cast out on the 2020 election results have raised $5.7 million for Arizona Republicans' election audit. Doug Logan, CEO of Cyber Ninjas, a little-known firm, blah, 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 ended months of silence about who's paying for it and how much it costs. The money from pro-Trump groups dwarfs the 150 grand contributed by the Arizona Senate, which commissioned the audit and hired cyber ninjas. Larry yeah, Flynn, Steve Bannon, the, those are the people behind it. Larry, yeah. Larry Flint? Yeah. The, of, of Hustler? Yeah, he no, the, 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 uh, the, the colonel who <laughs> Michael Flynn. Nation. Oh, Mike, Michael, Michael Flynn. Flynn. I thought oh, you said Larry Flynn. <laughs> Larry Flynn. Yeah. No, no yeah. you, you don't, don't disperse yeah. uh, Woody Harrelson's good name. Yeah. Right, right, right. By far, Sorry. the largest funder is the America Project. That's up there with the Human Fund, led by Byrne, <laughs> which Logan has said so far con- contributed three and a quarter million dollars. America's Future, which is not the same as America's Project, or the America Project, which lists Flynn as his chairman, contributed just over 976 grand. Well, think about it. these are. This is a small amount of money to spend. This is a good spend, shelter. But no, you you you're spending five six million dollars to to continue this kind of ridiculous audit. But the headlines how is, how that creates, that the cost? news that it creates, it, 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 you you guarantee those headlines are slapped onto fundraising emails that are That's sent true. out to people every single day, dozens of times a day. So there's uh, there, for every dollar raised, for every five billion dollars that's going into this this audit, there's tens of millions of dollars being raised in the background, uh, just based on the nothingness that gets generated from this. It's it's a, no, it's a brilliant grift. So how the do you only thing the only thing I can say is you need to be kind to mules. That's the number one thing. We need to be kind to mules. Sure. And I think that's really important because that's all these people are are mules. They're they're they're, they're not even real people. I mean, literally, they're beyond. I mean, I, I, not not to get not to hurt anyone's feelings as far as that. But if you're listening to this stuff, listening to this grip, buying on this, sucking on this thing, you're, you're, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, you're so, uh, you're like one dimensional and you have no reference to any part of reality. And that's who they are. And that is their base. See, I well, think I guess are, there goes their sponsorship are, opportunities. Those are low information voters. Those are folks that are, that are single issue voters. That I thought have, you weren't supposed to, Call them low information voters. No Didn't one that said backfire? that. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It, it was, was like Hillary Trump said himself. That or no, Trump himself said, "I like low information voters." Yeah, well, but no I'm one sure said that does. that was wrong. They just said that he's he's saying the silent part out loud. <laughs> right. Of course, they love low information voters. And <laughs> That's the, all they want. And, and and now now it's not an insult to call someone a low information voter because they're. You know, they're they're the guy that they admire has acknowledged they know who them. They are. Yeah, right. they know who they are. It's a compliment. Look, Jeff, I don't have Jeff, to. I, why should I have to? Why should I have to study <laughs> this stuff? Why should I have to know what's going on? I just need to hear what the people that I trust are going to tell me. Well, I mean, and, that goes. I mean, that goes all the way around the spectrum, and that's kind of the like I said when I was when I was talking politics. Sure, but there's uh, only one part dad. of the spectrum that is currently organized effectively and causing a real threat to democracy that there's only one end of the spectrum that can seem to get their shit together to create a movement. And it's not the left, unfortunately. No, no. So actually that, that was a shameless uh, promotion of, of the subtitle of my, 
new book, The Perennial <laughs> Deception. The subtitle is Be Kind to Mules. Okay, so uh, just, nice. I, I, as far as disclosure, wanna, I want to disclose that real quick. you want to move some... Never mind. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Be Kind to Mules. Yeah, no. I know. Because otherwise they're going to tell the feds about you. Anyway, the committee is seeking to determine whether the privately funded audit conducted by your company in Arizona protects the right to vote or is instead an effort. This is just, you're right, Kyle. This is just a waste of money. It's a waste of time. And I want to be and It's, the, it's the a waste Logan. of money and a waste of time for us and for the, the taxpayers of Arizona. Yeah, who, no, we should. I want to be what, uh, Even though it says it's public, even though it well, says it it's privately like funded. really... On the hook they're, for they're, much of it. They're, they're, they're no, no, on the no. hook. They got to the pay tax, the power to keep the, the Kyle, buildings Kyle, open. Uh, no, the, the taxpayers are 150000 that they got from Arizona Senate, but there's four, there's actually, there's, there's $5.6 million that came from outside sources. Well, I appreciate that then. Thank you. Thank you for not wasting the taxpayers of well, Arizona. Well, they're wasting, yeah, they're still I, wasting six figures of it, of but that, they could be wasting more. Yeah, of that hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I would guarantee they're only spending about seventy-five grand. Hey, is the it's computer just all done pure yet? Profit, baby. Is it done? Yeah. Is the computer done yet? No, it's going to be done tomorrow. All right, I'll see you. You cast a check. Yeah, that's yeah. I, don't, don't you think this is just the uh, keep Donald Trump out of jail fund? I mean, he doesn't. I mean, this no. isn't. This at, is at, not going to do that. I, yeah, I right. don't think. I don't think. See, the people that are doing this now are just, they're, they're coattail riders until they can jettison him for someone that's younger and smarter and, and better at what Trump like created. Donald Trump Jr.? Uh, I don't know if no, you know. I don't know. Eric, I don't know. Eric, Eric, Eric Trump. Trump. Eric Trump. Ron just, DeSantis. Uh, oh. Well, that's, you know, look, he, he's not, he's, he, you don't underestimate a guy like him and don't underestimate... Um, his his game plan because a, a guy like him could absolutely um, could absolutely be the front runner uh, in, in 2022. I think, it, I think right now it would be Sorry. dangerous to go against Trump. I think you know DeSantis is going to be buddy buddy, and all these guys are buddy buddy. But when the primaries start rolling around, people start declaring their candidacy, and he realizes they're trying to run against him. Yeah. Uh, he's going to do everything in his power to crush them. Whether or not that's effective, I don't know. Sure, sure. Um, but you know, I wouldn't have thought it was effective in 2016. And you know, look at the last it, four it, do, years. it doesn't take. It wouldn't take a lot. It would just take a little bit of coordination on their part to make Trump look like an idiot and to make Trump. They don't be, even need that. They, they don't need let that. Him talk he for does more it himself. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I could see DeSantis cozying up to Trump the same way that Chris Christie did. Uh, I, I, get, I could see Trump how did that work out his... for the governor of New Jersey. Well, he uh, where is he? He got COVID. Well, he got really sick. Look, yeah, down got a COVID. Few DeSantis, DeSantis was shaking hands with Joe Biden and thanking Joe Biden after after Biden came to Florida after the uh, Surfside condo collapse. Right. Uh, DeSantis was very Christie cordial. Did that with and, Obama and, after Sandy. Yeah. So so where. Cuomo where, did that with Trump. Where I think, uh, you know, I, I think that when that will be brought up against him, it's by someone like Trump who wants to discredit DeSantis. But I think DeSantis will be smarter about it um, and be able to 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 spin it as something he was doing to benefit his his sure. people. Um, I don't know. Who knows what will happen? I it, it, it hurts my head to think about it. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, can I can I jump back real quick to anarcho uh, syndicalism? Yeah, please. Yes. Uh, yes the uh, so the where I learned this was in, in the context of the Mexican Revolution, and oh. um, you know, and Chad, I heard you say something about uh, the industrial uh, workers, the industrial um, union. 
You know, think about like factory workers, like the UAW, the guys in Detroit building cars. That's the industrialized working sure. class. Um, you know, versus like farmers and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so you know, uh, uh, Ricardo Flores Magon is the gentleman I always think of when I think about anarcho-syndicalism, and because his whole thing was, you know, this idea of being able to vote yourself into freedom to him and his followers uh, was a bunch of nonsense. You can't um, vote yourself into freedom. You have no. to fight your way into freedom. You can vote yourself out of freedom. We were doing that really well. Absolutely. Yes. But you um, because, can't vote yourself he would, into freedom. He would hear this conversation and he would just laugh because, you know, this whole <laughs> thing about you know, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, who's going to win, whatever. Neither of them have the class interests of the working class in mind. No, absolutely. So, so they would be considered the illegitimate government that Eric's friend's dad was referring to. Even if they were yeah, legitimately yes. elected. Right, because all it is is all all democracy is uh, in in Mexico then, and it seems like in the United States now, at least from a class uh, perspective, is you're just voting to choose who your who your next oppressor is. Right. Well, precisely. That's what that's all what everyone's doing. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, know, look, we have we're having a may, we're having a mayoral election here in New York, and that's basically where we have to vote on the next person to hate for the next five years or three years. And that's as what long it is. as they don't eat pizza with a knife and fork. What if they do a double slice? Double Two pieces slice. of pizzas. Yeah, a, a one piece of pizza stacked on top of another piece of pizza, then using a knife and fork. Ooh, no, 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 no. That's, no. no, now you're getting too close to A, Chicago deep dish style. Uh, that's, and that's still what, a knife uh, and but fork. That, that's, what, uh, that's what future President Donald Trump did when Sarah Palin came to New York and he showed her how to eat pizza like a real New Yorker with the double slice. Yeah, well, you know, he's we, we just a, such we, a dipshit. High, you know, the, the man eats, eats his steak well done with ketchup. You know, you can't. You Don't can't forget we had Trump a president culinary advice. Don't forget we had a president recently that ate pineapple on his pizza, pineapple and ham on his pizza. What's wrong with what's wrong with? But you know what? Pizza? He's also from Chicago. So what's wrong, he, with, he, you know, what, what's wrong with pineapple and pizza? What's wrong with Hawaiian pizza? Donald it's, Duck it's, loves Hawaiian pizza. We talking it's about? It's not. Uh, it's not pizza, man. It's Whoa. not pizza. It's not pizza? Oh, no, no, it's oh, not pizza. Hey. Oh, oh it, hey, it's, it's hey, also oh, the, what's the problem? It's also the, fa- the fast track to food poisoning. Actually, if you want to get food poisoning, eat, eat pineapple and ham pizza from, from a buffet line. That, no. There's something, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's the from a buffet line, Chad. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's where you're getting the food poisoning from. It has nothing it's to do with like the pineapple or the ham. It's just like saying, you know, sushi, that's a really good way to food poisoning when you eat it at the end of a shift at a Chinese buffet. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No. Speaking I, of, can't, speaking can't of talk one thing I've missed in the pandemic more than anything is buffets. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking over you. I was just thinking about the buffets and getting all excited. I'd rather talk about them. My grandparents have used to. They went to every buffet in South Florida back in the nineties. <laughs> they could have written their own. Oh, with, with no, they, they had oh, the course. entertainment yeah, book. Yeah. If you remember that, okay, I think it yeah. still exists. But who has it? You know what I'm talking about? The entertainment coupon book. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. My, my mom. Uh, my mom used to. Try to oh, get yeah. me to sell them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would go door to door and try to get people. I never did it. We talked uh, about it. But yeah, you'd go door to door and you'd get them to buy the $30 entertainment yeah. book. And there were hundreds of dollars I, worth of values in there. I know. I, I, can't, I can't believe you guys have never went to CC's Pizza. Oh, oh you yeah. hey, for well, only two ninety nine. dollars you, you didn't mention CC's Pizza. You just mentioned well, buffet pizza. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I'm talking CeCe's about. CC's Pizza. pizza. That, that's, no, when no, you go to CC's Pizza, you get the, the chocolate sauce and, uh, and, and peanut butter. Chip pizza. Yes, that's that's yes. that's a pizza. The, the food oh poisoning. Oh my god! I didn't know CC's that existed. Pizza. <laughs> so yeah. I want that now. 
<laughs> chocolate sauce and peanut butter pizza. Yeah, and they they have an apple pie pizza that's like I, uh, well, Pizza Hut yeah. used to have cinnamon apple pie. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yes, of course I know what you're pizza, talking about. You remember Pizza Hut's lunch buffet? They used to have dessert pizzas. Yeah, yeah. Man, we're old. <laughs> Oh God! As in, as in going to Pizza Hut. Who does that? Years. Remember, they used to have uh, um, the, the the tables. You could play breakout on the tables at the Pizza oh, Hut. They, oh wow! They had the little arcade tables. That's yeah. right. I remember uh, Miss Pac Man. That's back when you could drop your kid off at the pizza place and then pick with with fifteen dollars and then pick him up two hours later. You can't do that anymore. Like well, now they would a, have. God. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, like you have a cop waiting for you when you come to pick your kid up. My introduction to technology was Pong and then Miss Pat Man. Really? That was my. Oh yeah, that was my introduction. I played that. Yeah, back at the in the in the oldies, uh, the old vintage uh, video game. Miss Pac Man was yep. one of my favorite games. I would be happy with that. I, I don't need a Nintendo Switch. I don't need a PS5. I don't need an Xbox One or an Xbox Two. I'll be happy with a Miss, a Miss Pac-Man, old school arcade. Hey, when, hey, hey, hey! When I when I stopped drinking uh, back in the day, the other time, uh, that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I do. I would go to the arcade and I would play Miss Pac-Man for hours. Well, then I, I, I guess relax. I guess going that was my, yeah. So the, yeah. the real trend yeah. now is is going to barcades. I guess that's not a real good place to go if you're not drinking. No, yeah. you know but what? They, the, do the have, they do ones, have the games. I, yeah, that's the thing. The modern ones—they're in like these family entertainment things. You can bowl. You can play the games. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. These are just like these are small to medium-sized bars with just arcade games. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. What was the there's one we used to have in Castleberry? There's a uh, place Rocky's in, Replay. Rocky's oh, I used replay. to go to that with my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. I drove by her house when I was in Florida after visiting you, Kyle. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That's a, a stalker. A yeah, stalker. She, she, has, she hasn't been she there for years. years. She, hasn't, yeah, she, she hasn't been there in ten years. But um, you're you're scarier. <laughs> I just knocked. On, I went up to the house and I knocked on it. Hi, my ex girlfriend used to live here. Can I just poke around inside? Here's the bathroom. Um, I, I left something buried in the backyard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ooh, that smells. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> Anarcho-syndicalism. Syndical- syndicalism. That's why syndicalism. Say that one more time. One more time. Anarcho-syndicalism. Anarcho-syndicalism. Anarcho- anarcho. Like a narco. Syndicalism. Syndicalism. Okay. Syndicalism. That views oh revolutionary industrial unionism or syndicalism, which... Is a current in the labor yeah. movement to establish local worker-based unions. All right. Well, I guess yeah. The mo- the model of a labor, well, the 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 model of an ideal labor union that but also just that kind then of, there's no state government. Well, yeah, but that model expanded to, and and that's that's where you, well, no, you have there a problem is. with See, scale is, here. Right. When but you, check when this out. I mean, this is Wikipedia, but there's a source somewhere. Anarcho-syndicalists perceive the primary purpose of the state as defense of private property. In the forms of capital goods and therefore of economic, social, and political privilege. In maintaining the status quo, the state denies most of its citizens the ability to enjoy material independence and the social autonomy that springs from it. Huh. So, in anarchism or anarcho syndicalism, the state defends private property, but isn't, but that's still anarchy? How does no, that no, make no, no, sense? No, no, no. 
They're saying that's how they view the state currently, not that that's what they want to establish. Anarcho-syndicalists perceive the primary purpose of the state as the defense of private property in the form of capital goods. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So they want to do away with it because they're anarchists. Okay. Actually, that's still in effect down here in Mexico. There, there's a, there's a lot of that down here. I mean, what is? that actually, oh, uh, well, somebody else pronounce it for me. It's anarcho syndicalism. Hey, there you go. There you go. That, 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 you're right. That, that's actually still pretty prevalent down here. There's still threats of that, as far as on how that, that yeah. Napoleonic law. I mean, there really is. I mean, their 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 whole motivation, like for instance, they, they monkey along with the uh, you, you know with foreign, foreign ownership of land. They're actually they monkey around with uh, you know tariffs. I mean, literally. I mean, you go across the border, like for instance, the the same microphone I'm talking through right now I think it cost me 30 bucks out of Amazon and the same uh, uh, you know the same microphone here at the Costco here would probably cost around 80 bucks because the, because that's that's where they get their they're so worried about not being self uh, sufficient mm. you know and, and 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 not having enough stuff for workers which is a uh, anyways it's it's all it's pretzel logic it, it, it doesn't work that was it's, a good album it's, it's, yeah uh, yeah anyways it, it, it's so impractical i mean literally i mean it, um, it, it's actually regressive i mean actually if the, the opposite is actually happens it's a regressive uh, style of government, the what they're doing, which means here. what? Yeah. I mean, what? What I like? What I? I just have a hard time understanding these principles of anarchy because at some point hierarchy will evolve. There will become order from chaos. There will become a status quo again. You can't live in a decentralized. Anarchist state. There's going to be some lobsters in tanks with serotonin. Okay, there's something's gonna evolve there. It's gonna happen. No, but that's that's why an important part of this is suppressing the dissenting voices. The people at the very top that wouldn't go for this. The people at the very bottom that you know aren't going to. And the people in the working class that won't like it, and they say that they're betraying their own interests for the capitalist pigs that are ruling them. That's the idea, is you have the mass, the majority, the working class, you, once they are, once they have agreed to look out for each other's interests, and right. it's a, you can't get to this without a major social change, which is why it takes a generation for anything like this to, to work. Am I crazy, well, or does this sound like, like uh, the Cuban Revolution? Like what, no, what they wanted sounds, from the Cuban uh, Revolution. Well, actually, it sounds like every revolution. I yeah, mean, it's, it's yeah, sounds, every, every, yeah. You have a power vacuum, and and things things will get corrupted. And, and <laughs> well, that's no, no, what we haven't about seen. That. I'm talking about the whole well, working class no. owning things and doing everything for each other. Wasn't that the whole so, reason behind? Yeah, but you're not you're well, not going to get to that without a revolutionary not change. Originally, right? with the Cuban Revolution. I, again, I want to stress that the Cuban Revolution was not originally a Marxist revolution, not a communist sure. revolution originally. You know, we touched yeah, on they, this. They, they just they just happen to be the ones that won out. They happen to be the ones that well, not, organized not, not, Neither else. was not, neither was Vietnam. I mean, there, there's so many examples right. where yeah. literally, the, yeah, they, they don't start off that way, but they end up that we, way. We touched yeah. on it um, last week. You know, these are nationalist revolutions, and you, you set aside the the um, unfortunate connotation with like national socialism and Nazi Germany. You set that aside. The idea was, sure. you know, all of this wealth is leaving the island of Cuba, and we have no sovereignty, we have no, you know, freedom, we have no independence, 
And, you know, they took over, the uh, Fidel Castro, the 26th of July movement took over, Batista fled, they took power, and they said, okay, now we want to start doing things for the people. We want to seize, you know, the sugar factories, the rum factories, the cigar factories, and we want to make them Cuban interests where the profits will go back to the Cuban people. Um, and, you know, we want to... Uh, 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 do land reform was another big one where we're going to, you know, the, these large estates that the sugar plantations, you know, they've got this idle land. The peasants don't own land. They can't work land. We're going to give land to the peasants. And this was seen as, you know, it's not capitalist. And, and this the, was under Batista, too. Also, a lot of people get the Cuban Revolution You're wrong because Batista made a lot of very serious reforms that were yeah. really – it was incredible as far as what he was doing. The 1948 uh, Cuban Constitution was Batista's doing before he left and came back and became Batista that had to be overthrown. Um, yeah. you know, and, 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 but this was you – know, because Castro was not – a, a puppet of the United States, because the land reform, these um, economic reforms bordered on, they weren't capitalist. They weren't in line with the United States interests. In the context of the Cold War, that meant they were not with the United States. The United States froze them out. Cuba needed assistance. The only other place in the world to uh, go Soviet was Union. the Soviet Union, sense. the Warsaw Pact. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, by... Just the nature of the revolution, it became a communist revolution. You know, the, the hmm. Soviets said, well, we don't really want to help you. We're not sure that you're communist. And Fidel said, no, no, it's like communista, no problema. I said, okay, sure. Okay, now oh, you're a communist. Like, we'll help uh, you it's like when George Costanza went to go recruit for the Yankees. Muy simpatico. Muy, muy, muy simpatico. Yeah. You know, you, you know what's interesting, the parallels, too. In, in fact, I, you know, I, I don't want to go, I, I'm, I guess I'm old enough, you know, to, to not be, uh, not look for the, the revolution to, to occur tomorrow. I mean, but everything's setting up to this, you know, really state of entropy here, even in the states. I mean, they're, you know, the, the divisiveness and, and, and the vitriol and all this oh, stuff yeah. is really, is really, really been amped up, which is actually usually, and this is in part why I wrote the book, because uh, the, the, the original title of the New Libertarian Revolution for America was in there somewhere was after the fall. Okay, and so I was trying to figure out a, a new type of government that would fit and actually would would occur after this republic or whatever this is now fail. But there's always a state of entropy, and if you notice, back, essentially, in, in, in entropy, it, it it boils over. I mean, it, it's it's literally. I mean, it's a it, very very interesting uh, chemical reaction that cur that occurs, and that's what happened to Cuba, and that's you know literally it, out of the confusion what happens is that boils over and then and then you get people like uh, you know like Castro who you know, you know a strong man you know generally comes in and that's kind of what's really scary we, we're, we're kind of seeing some of that right now with Donald Trump because in, in a lot of these people's mind Donald Trump is the strong man that can fix everything yep so Donald, that, Trump, anyway. Donald Trump has that people look to him because he's confident he's uh, He's got bravado. They look at him because he's the he's got drunk dad energy, and people, <laughs> well, it's not even, people it's relate not, it's to not that. that. It's drunk, drunk dad energy. That's and, all you need, baby. And, and, but people have comfort in that because more there are plenty of us that have you know that our male role models fit that uh, fit that 
description. So we look at a guy like him, and it's like, hey, he, he I'm uncomfortable around him. He makes me scared. He yells, but I know I'll be safe with him. And, and, that's, and that's, the... that's how you... Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, I my, my dad, my dad ended up looking up to him for a, a similar reason is that my it's it's one of those, you know, when they say socialism never took root in America because the poor season see themselves not as an exploited proletariat, but mm. it's temporarily embarrassed millionaires. And Trump seemed to champion all of the people that thought that they were just right around the corner from the next big thing. And I'm not talking about cryptocurrency investors or people in startups. I'm talking about people like my dad, who. That's that's kind of the attitude that he had. He didn't, he didn't well, really look at, look at, no, like like your dad, Eric, who really had no stake in any of the yeah. stuff that's going right. on. That that literally that we. But he you, but he, you know, he that, fell into the trap of you know these people are coming for your livelihood. They're you're, you're, they're coming for your jobs. Right. These, you're, you I want to help you out because you're a real American and these people aren't. Well, that's you that's see, the appeal you see this. of these fascist demagogues. Yeah, that was Mussolini in Italy was, you know, there was chaos in the streets in Italy. There were literally bomb throwing. At least the trains ran on time. Couldn't we just take that from him? Yes, sure. Let's have more public transportation. Um, But yeah, these guys like Mussolini and Trump sweep in and they say, look, law and order, man. We, 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 uh, you know, I I can fix it. I alone can fix it is what Trump said. I alone can fix it. Well, that's that's the art of the deal, though. What's that? I said, that's the art of the deal, though. You have to sell yourself. You're the only one that can solve the problems. Right. Uh, and you that's remember... Um, that's, that's, that's the art of fascism. Well, <laughs> right. yeah, you know, it, it really is. It really is. That is the art of fascism. Every fascist leader that in, in our history that, that, that we can refer to has come to power in that exact way. They, they've come to power by being... By by capturing the masses, by holding rallies, by I mean, Obama people, did that, and I wouldn't necessarily call him a fascist. But he, he wasn't a fascist. are the best helpers of the fascists that you That's, can find. There's no That's bigger danger too. in America. They, they will pave the way. They will, they will suppress the true left and make way for the fascists. The liberals. That also underscores the, the point, though, that a lot of fascists come from the left. They're not necessarily right wing. I mean, think about it. Fascists will seize whatever ideology they need to seize to gain power. Right. And, and to gain influence. Who is a fascist that is seized a nationalist a nationalist movement, whether it's a leftist movement, if, if, if the fascists can use that to gain a foothold, then they will find enough enough fascists to to get their job done, to, well, to sure, meet their goals. Sure, but, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think, you know, Hitler was a... He was, what was, he was an anti-capitalist, vegetarian, dog-loving, art school dropout who hates caffeine. I mean... That sounds like most. That sounds like most hipsters in Williamsburg in gentrified Brooklyn. There's so many people that here that have a, a huge parallel to who Hitler was, and they are very left. So okay, they think of themselves as very left, but in actuality, I mean, I'm sure Hitler thought of himself as a left winger. Uh, no. <laughs> How do you? Okay, well, this is a hypothetical discussion because it's not like we could really figure that out. Well, but you can. You can go back and you can look at you know uh, everything he said about communism and the Slavs and the Soviets. Um, he thought communism was absolutely abhorrent. Uh, that's why he invaded Russia. He wanted to wipe communism off the face of the earth. Well, that wasn't real communism, well, though. 
Okay, but he didn't make you, that distinction, you, you did keep, he? You keep saying all these meme phrases, Eric, but we're kind of past that. Oh, that's good. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, the, the well, I mean, expansion no, I mean, of I mean, my, it's not real communism about... is that it's not real communism. Right. But, but it real is communism hasn't been tried the same. Scale, it's, yeah, it's one of the first large-scale attempts that we have within our history to refer to. Sure. Yeah. And fascism's bedfellow is racism. And if you ever notice, sure. they seem to go hand in oh, hand. Yeah. I mean, that, well, yeah. the, the, the Hitler modeled his modeled his uh, his demonization of the Jews and minorities on the American South and and the Confederacy. He 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 knew how to because he saw it happen in real time as he was coming up. He saw the suppression of. Uh, Blacks, Chinese, of 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 all sorts of minority groups in the U.S. for the benefit of the American of the white American landowner, he saw that as a model for how he could win the hearts and minds of the majority white working class Germans. Yeah, well, Mil- yeah, Milosevic is a you know, is a great yeah. case study. What he did was he he demonized the Muslims within his own thing and made them the scapegoats. Got got a got a nation to rally around that to go kill those people. Uh, and it's just, it's the same story, same song and dance, time in time out. You know, as far as what the real, what the true fascist is about, and really what fascism is about is just give me all the goddamn power and get out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and they give you enough to keep you placated. They give you enough. They give you enough blood. They you 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 smell and see enough of that carrion laying around. You see the 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 other bodies that are being sacrificed to save yours, and you 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 go with it. You well, you know, you no, know, actually, you know what? Your DNA, you're set up for it because it it really is uh, an incongruency or the pairing of chromosomes. This you know, this part, you know, animal kingdom and, and spirit. Yeah. You know, if you it, you know, it literally, it always comes down to tribal. Okay, and and so uh, you know, consequently, if you really want to move a bunch of people, have a little drum beat going around, and, and so the apes will you know hear it from you know miles and miles. Or you know, if you can hit within that harmonic, man, you've got made. You can do it. You, you and, can become and, king. Yeah. And if you can, if you can rally the smaller tribes to rival the 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 big, strong, loud one, uh, you have a you have a formidable foe. But it's very hard to to find that intersectional. Um, ideology among among a bunch of minority groups, and, yeah. and we see that happening now in the in the American left, but also in our cultural makeup. Uh, everyone's fighting each other, uh, as opposed to saying, "Let's put our our superficial differences aside, yeah. our cultural differences aside, join hands to defeat our masters, <clears throat> and then." Let's then we could celebrate our differences. You know, but, and, but and you have to you have to you also have to remember the idea of controlled opposition and the fact that a lot of the masters that we would want to fight against are the people that are accentuating these differences to prevent us from congealing together and realizing that we're not too different from each other. And that sure, there's that's, harmony that's the in goal. the diversity rather than saying, Well, you're this and I'm a that and a lot of a lot of people especially in modern-day American politics, want to distract. They want to put more pressure on race because it distracts from the real problem, which is class. Not saying, of course, not saying racism isn't a problem. Don't take that away from what I'm saying. I'm saying that a lot of people will use race or gender or sexuality or identity as a way to cover up the fact that they're negotiating private water rights in South America. They're trying to work on some kind of huge geopolitical coup. And and they're just and they want to go back and say, well, you guys keep fighting over the words that you're using to refer to each other while we tidy up whatever this uh, whatever 
<clears throat> that's that's what the ana- that's that's what the 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 sideline analysis is. But but the the people that are actually dealing with these these issues, they they just they they know what buttons to push to get uh to, to get the masses in line. Well, it all comes down to this: mules mules <laughs> wake each morning thinking they're horses, but they go to sleep as donkeys. Mm. So, 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 just, just take that and think about that. I wish, I I wish we could to... just end it there. That'd be a great way to. Oh, oh shit! Okay. <laughs> no, I mean we don't have to. But just that's a good way to just kind of say, all right, well, that's a great, you know, it's a nice in, prop in, or in addition, and... No, in it's addition... really relevant. It's actually relevant if you think about I'm, it. I, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, I, I did want to touch though, Chad, because you mentioned, you know, the, the antagonisms, you know, the, the class antagonisms, uh, you know, the entropy that's developing in this country. I wanted to point out, you know, there's a story I heard recently. Um, you know, they have uh, fishing accesses in, in Montana. Basically, as you're driving down the highway, there'll be a sign, fishing access, a little pull off. You can, you know, get to the river, that kind of thing, little camping spots and that. And the story is that in kind of the, I guess, like the northwest uh, area, the more richy rich part, mountainy kind of nice area of Montana where I live, um, that people have been gone going fishing or rafting or whatever and coming back to their cars if they have out of state plates and they've been finding their tires have been slashed. Hmm. Um, because the out of stater is seen now as the person that's coming in, they're buying up the real estate. You know they're they're making things Those more expensive. So what do they 100%, think about man, hundred percent. It's the Californians take a lot of the heat. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do they know, think about so, immigrants then? Uh, well, you know, we don't yeah. have a ton here. Well, I mean, it's a relative term. Well, I mean, of course, y- yes. I mean, but I they, also they think, heard that that's you know, what they do to Californians in Oregon. Is if they have a, if you're in Oregon with a California license plate, they'll slash your tires. I don't know if that's true, but well. I mean, yeah, there is, there, there is a lot of resentment. I mean, I, there, there really I'm not is. I mean, it, California, it's genuine. But, yeah. It's whether it be Arizona, Nevada, or, uh, or Oregon, any of the or, five states, or Montana. California it, no, it's real. It's, it's real. Yeah, I think, I think they've seen a lot of these unspoiled, uh, just good old timey places turn into yuppie centers. I can't uh, go outside without a mask, and that's got nothing to do with coronavirus. It's because you just don't want to inhale all the smug. Right, from people from well, California. Yeah, no, the smug, the smog, the smoke. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, no, it's bad. Man. Smog, it's it was a South Park reference. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. There's a smug front coming down the mountains. Really batting a thousand with these jokes. And <laughs> yeah. oh no, no, that's pretty funny actually. Yeah, that was a good when one. You, when you say it like that, I really know it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're, we're here to be incur- we're here to I, we're here to punch up, not punch down. I, I, right. I, I got your back, Eric. Oh, okay, well, thank, just, you, well, thank you, James. Say another one. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought my favorite subject now is mules. It's all about anything mules. Yeah, everything I, is I, mules. I think we should we should have a, a new segment, the Mule Minute with, with the Chad. Mule <laughs> well, we were gonna have Chad do like a. Um, an astrology uh, uh, planetary section. observations. Planetary observations. Yeah, well, now it's now it's mules. Now it's mules. <laughs> it's mules. It's mules. <laughs> well, no. When you think about it, they're 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 a marvel. I mean, you know, a male donkey, a female horse. They, you know, come on, and and they can't reproduce. I mean, that's what makes a mule. So they can't. I mean, what a what a genetic marvel. And they're a beast of burden. And actually, mm-hmm. the similarities between us and mules are actually more than people would feel comfortable with. And I keep thinking about it because what are, what are we? I mean, really, what are we at our core? We're simply a beast of burden to the 1%. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're black pack mules. Ooh, we're, I like yeah, that. Yeah, we're yeah. not sheep, yeah. we're mules. All right. No, 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 no. Anyways, so there, we're, there, there we're, it is. We're used, uh, we, we carry all their shit, uh, we take all of their abuse, and uh, at the at the end, as long as they give us a carrot and some water, uh, we we rest and then do it again in the morning. We're happy. Yeah. We're happy. And, and, yeah. and crucially, yeah. we can breed. We can make more without their intervention. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, but you, you, it has to be a human. It can't be a horse. Right. You, right. 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 All right. I well, mean, if you want to be yeah. close-minded about it, sure. <laughs> yeah, well, do, do, you, do you ever wonder how, you know, as far as the whole experimentation, as far as in the creation, everything, how how we basically, you know, come with all this, you know, we hear about Cyclops and avatars and all of these things here, which basically, you know, what I've come to the conclusion with a lot of my research and study for all this stuff is that what people are claiming are mythology, there's some basis in fact. And so I'm thinking as far as the whole, you birth know, the birth whole, effects, um, yeah, yeah, have have created all sorts of mythology yeah um, yeah so yeah things, so, so that, I things think that are unexplained you if, if you're the one that has an explanation for something that is previously unexplained you're you've got the power to to command a following now yeah I, my my thing is I really think fairies also got a bad rep too there's actually they're, they're not they're not gay they're they're actually they're actually small little demons, but they got a bad rap. Now they're called fairies, which I'm really I have a real hard time. I'm going to stick up for fairies. I actually, like that. Too. I, that. That's a fine term. I, I see nothing wrong with with a, 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 diminutive, a diminutive magical creature being called a fairy. That sounds reasonable. But they are. They're like little. Uh, they're malicious little trickster beings. They that's not malicious. what yeah. they said in right. Fern Gully. Okay. It was very nice in that movie. <laughs> Fairies have nothing to do with Disney World. Yeah, I think okay? uh, people got it. Big, big fairy really got the propaganda guns out on, on Ferngully. <laughs> Robin Williams yeah, so. did that movie without taking a fee because he wanted people to watch it. Ferngully? I, didn't know that. I thought that was Aladdin. It was Ferngully. Ferngully. Ferngully? Oh. Huh? He oh, did I Aladdin um, for scale? Oh, yeah, and he didn't do any. Well, he did, he, he did it under the. He did it under the. Agreement that he wouldn't have to do any promotion and they wouldn't stick his name at the top of it. He didn't want it to be about him, right? Uh, but he did. Uh, he did give it his all for that character. No, uh, James Wood was in Fern Gully too. James Woods, he was the bad guy, the smoke monster. Oh well, that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you're, you remember, do you remember? this guy. Do you, do you remember him in the Onion Field? Do you remember him, James Woods in the Onion Field? That, I don't. Do you guys ever watch that show? No. Or, I don't. No. The The Onion Field was about a murder of a uh, of a high patrolman in uh, in Central or Northern California, and and that was a fairly popular. Uh, I think it was in the seventies that thing came out. But 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 he was such a he was such a psychopathic dork looking like that thing. I'm thinking, oh God, is he? He's probably got a future in the film. Oh my God, it was it was Tim Curry. It wasn't James Woods. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tim Curry, okay. Tim Curry right, was right. a, yeah, completely different than James Don't Woods. Don't get me started, okay? You got, yeah, yeah. You, you, no, James you, Woods you was the villain of some Tim Curry. I'm sorry, I had, I, had, I had to fact check myself on that. Tim Curry is such a thespian. He, he became James Woods for that role. How? What was it? Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong were in Fern Gully. Wow. The movie was yeah. pretty green. I, I got to watch it. That was a great movie. I had it on cassette when I was a kid. I have no hey. idea you can get it now. Um, 
Well, James Woods was a villain in some Disney movie, though, not too far away. He like was, sometime uh, in the early he was 90s. Uh, Hades in Hercules. Hades. Yes. yes, that's who I was thinking of. Very that's close in the way they yes. look. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. James Woods is amazing. Politics aside, I love that guy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh. Well, it's kind of, you know, you know I, I feel the same about him as I feel about Mel Gibson now. I mean, sure. I mean he was, yeah. you know, you've you seen him do his little salute in the uh, uh, mixed martial arts show in, in Nevada. He had his little salute out there. They got him photographed. Well, Mel Gibson, he's a nut. What an need, idiot. But look, if you need proof of the fact that cancel culture is not really a thing, you look at Mel Gibson, who is now in movies again. People don't talk well, about what he did break. in the old days. <laughs> yeah, no, he took a 10-year break because he probably needed to take a 10-year break. It yes. was the market reacting <laughs> to, but that's to what you a, do. a no, 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 oversaturation of Mel Gibson. Hold on, Kyle. When you get canceled, <laughs> it's good. not over. That's great. <laughs> yeah, good. When you, when you get canceled, which I haven't been successful enough to be canceled, but when you get canceled, it's not over. You just have to lay no. low for a few years, and you can come make a comeback. We love yeah, comebacks you, you, in the U.S. I'm, it's it's I'm, a penalty box it's for like, your career. I mean, we, we're like three years away from Louis coming back. Yeah, I'm I'm really uh, excited for the day when Twitter finds out all these Parks and Rec fans on Twitter when they find out what Rob Lowe did about thirty <laughs> years ago. I'm I'm extremely yeah, here yeah. for it. Um, <laughs> well, Rob Lowe has what? been preemptively, uh, preemptively being the nicest guy on the planet for when he's that reformed. does finally come. Yeah, he's reformed. I really, no, he's, I really do feel like he, he's he a has. Man. Yeah, he's he's, well, he's also presented himself as a guy that is not the same guy he was. Well, he, uh, because he's he sober did. now. He he's also he's he's got that redemption arc that I think he acknowledged that his past was problematic. He made amends with the people that, you know, what did he the do? That he needed to. Oh, I, I don't know. Should we should we mention this on the podcast, or should we be like a, a bonus, like you know, Google it and yeah, be shocked for the Patreon? Yeah, okay, yeah. Right, you're, right. you're right for the Patreon supporters. We're uh, our, our tiny little podcast is going to ultimately get Rob Lowe canceled. Yeah, I mean, no, Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal Burr is Rob Lowe. Hannibal Burris canceled Bill Cosby, and we could. But also, I don't. I don't think Rob Lowe was. Rob Lowe wasn't violent. He wasn't. He was just a. He was just a, a. You know what it is, was, though. It's that he's. He was a he sex was a, maniac. No, it's that. It's that. He's an adult film director. Is that what's what he no, was? Well, adult, it's, that, it's that. if you're attractive he was enough, a different you, career. if you're attractive enough, you can do anything. Uh, yeah, I don't no, think I, he was dealing with any underage people. No, he I don't was. think he was. Oh, he was. Yeah, that's. Oh. The, yeah, it was oh, two fourteen-year-old yeah, girls that he videotaped himself having sex with. Spoiler alert. Well, there go our Patreon. Oh my gosh, that's um. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we just tore down the paywall for the podcast. It, you may be using an ad block. If you're listening yeah, to well, okay. he, he, he drank too much. That was the reason he did it. So. Okay, so Rob is going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob. <laughs> it was because he was drinking that he drank too much. Wait, wait a second. That's, wait a second. That is why he was uh, wait a supposedly Neil, why he was doing a lot of these. they were 14 years old. They were 16 years old. Oh, wow. Oh, my mistake. The age of consent well, were they, was 14. Wait, were they in New York State, which is the age it of consent? It happened in Georgia. The, as the age of consent in Georgia was 14 at the time. At the time. Oh, well, they were hell. Okay, well, so there you go. I'm not trying. Uh, he's not uh, going to get canceled. Also, sure, okay. well, yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think he's, uh, he's going to escape by. The age by. of consent being 16 in Georgia is for other 16-year-olds to have sex 14. with other 16-year-olds. It was 14 until 1995. Not for Rob Lowe. To bang teenagers <laughs> on VHS. They were 16. They weren't 14. Well, and, and how old was Rob Lowe at the time? 24. Yeah, come That's, on, Rob. 
It's eight yeah, I mean, years. That's, 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 uh, come on, Rob. Yeah, okay. Look, 24, it's, it's not the... that means you've been out of college for a couple of years and you're preying on high school girls? Yeah, that's... That's, no, it's it's. I mean, you know what they say. You know what they say about high school girls. He, he, he had too much to drink. That's all I can that's, say. Yeah, that's how he's gonna walk it back. Oh, that was you know. I had my problem. My problem. It's just been such a journey trying to reckon with sobriety and the things that I did and the things that it made me do. I'm not that person. I would be up for another Lethal Weapon movie. I think if we're talking about... I like that one. Go ahead. If we're talking about uncanceling people, we could talk about Rob Lowe in 10 years. But right now, I'm up for another Lethal Weapon movie. I think we're ready for Mel Gibson to be back in the the big leagues. Is he going to do The Passion of uh, Christ, The Resurrection as a sequel? Yeah, the the Passion of... uh, it should be like some kind of. That. It should be an arc from the resurrection like into that? the development God. of Catholicism. That would yeah, be it was, hilarious. It was torture. It was torture porn. I never saw. Oh it. man! But the Aramaic Apocalypta. was flawless. Yeah. Was Apocalypto was amazing, though. That was Apocalypto. a great movie. No, I really, I really liked that. Apocalypto yeah. was very good. Yeah, and, and of course Braveheart. Duh, duh, duh. God, you gotta love Braveheart. Right. Yeah, look, I, I look. I'm officially uh, uncanceling Mel Gibson. And that, that okay? voicemail I'm, of him I'm complaining about okay. that. Uh, I'm going to go with you on this, Kyle. We're right. not going to cancel him. All right, all right. You, you got me convinced. I mean, even though he was anti-Semitic, we know that, right? Okay. That's what I just, that's what I just mentioned. Been, that he, voicemail of him yelling about the Jews from 2006. Uh, yeah. He was he was he was talking to a cop, accusing the cop of being a Jew. It was a separate voicemail <laughs> to his. Uh, his girlfriend that he was claiming that she was with uh, uh, some n words in the hot tub, and uh, oh, oh, how about this? Okay, you know what? You know what? On second thought, uh, oh, we've got to cancel <laughs> yeah, now. Mel, Mel Gibson is canceled. <laughs> there you go. How about He's after, gone. Where is after it? further Hold review? On. Oh no, never mind. This is <laughs> never mind. It's not the clip. I thought I found the clip of him. No, don't play it. that. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> I don't want to get tagged on. On I don't. I don't need Facebook telling my friends again that I might have been radicalized. <laughs> again, that you might hate the Jews. That's a real. I'm sure they've never heard that before. Uh no, that's fine. I, I, you know, we've been we've gone on somehow for over an hour. So why don't we call it here? We'll and put a pin in it. All right. This is a good. This is a good primer because I would. I would like to talk about whether it's next week or the one or the one. Ah, whether it's next week or the one after. Uh, Chad's NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, New Libertarian Party, his coding for what he wants you to believe happens or is the future of America. I didn't say. Yeah, that send us the send. Uh, Chad, send uh, send the other two guys the manuscript. I've already read through it. Okay. Yeah, so or or, or I mean, I, I will. A book, and I love, a book would I love, be great, but um, I'd love to audition if you wanted to, for the audiobook version of it. Oh, oh, I, you know what? I, you know what? I really need to do an audio. Uh, ver- I really All right. do. I mean, yeah, yeah, me, I need I'll to do is there, uh, an autograph okay. copy or something. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna give you all. Uh, you'll it's get beautiful. it. It's, it's a digital be an, autograph. It's gonna be an NF, an NFT, yeah, word document. Okay, I can copy the signature and for my PDF files and. I will send it. I will see. All, all you guys will get a copy. Okay, yeah. and it'll be autograph. I would love to discuss the new Libertarian Party as in, in the context of 
how that could how we could create a government that could join a galactic federation how we could create a government that whether there is or whether there is or isn't life out there how could we model it to where we could potentially be at the table of some sort of a galactic federation if if one of these does exist i'm not yeah and i'm not discounting chad's experience i'm just saying that from the from the skeptic standpoint uh you know hey whether or not we believe that there's some table that we can sit at, what what, what would we have to do to get a seat at that table? I what like would it. we have to do to have our voices heard? And uh, I think that some of, not maybe not everything, but I think that some of the things that Chad, uh, some of the trees that Chad is barking up, I think they are they are worth exploring. And oh, none of those yeah, trees well, will be cut well, down to print out his book. And, which and no fine. trees will be That's cut right. down. That's right. And so, Chad, yes. where can people find you? And get your beautiful book. Chat, right. They can they can get the book on Amazon, both books, Giant Rock, and they can get the uh, New Libertarian Party, a Revolution for America, that subtitle, subtitle, After the Fall. Get that on Amazon. It's cheap as a digital package. And, uh, yeah, anyways, and, and, and please, everyone wait for The Perennial Deception, Be Kind to Mules. The Perennial Deception. Be kind to mules. That's the subtitle. Be kind to Found. mules. How do you like there that? Doesn't, that? doesn't that sound like Philip K. Dick? Actually, I, I kind of I, I get this Philip K. Dick feeling whenever time I read that. I, I'm insane. I know, it, but okay. <laughs> do <laughs> androids <laughs> dream of electric mules? Yes, they do. Hey. <laughs> they dream of Gee. software updates. And speaking of that, Neil, where can people find you hiding behind um, your not answering? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Out in Montana, behind the the smoke and the clouds. Um, yeah, I don't know. At we're out there pod, I think is what we're on on Twitter. Still, I still want to plug that because uh, I think I'm the only follower of that account, and there's three other people on the show. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of I don't use Twitter. I mean, I uh, the be- the best kept secret on the internet. Yeah, I know. What well, are the rest of us? Well, will somebody teach me how to use my Twitter account, yes. please? God, that's right. Okay. And Kyle, thanks. I guess. Kyle Lee, where are you? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm once again uh, in the the endless void, and I will uh, someday I'll have something to promote. But at this point, I'm just uh, I'm just here for you. That's fine. Well, okay. thank you for being here for us over here, and hopefully the rest of you out there will come back over here and join us next time for when we go out there. I think that's right. Have a good night. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on We're Out There do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium, LLC, or its subsidiaries. Theme music by Matt Baltrucky.